during the 1950s and 60s and early in the 70s and the show quit for a while and then early in the 1980s uh, it came back on for a little bit but uh, it didn't stay very long. There was a TV show called This Is Your Life and for the young people in the audience uh, it was a nice way to punk somebody. Y'all know what it means to punk somebody. You know, you kind of kind of do a practical joke on them, but it wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't a mean joke. It wouldn't it wouldn't mean what they were doing. Uh, it, on on the pretense, uh, the subject would be brought on some pretense. The subject would be brought into a place, and and people would be paraded in front of them, and they'd set them down on the couch. And these were people that had been some influence in their life, or or they had been an influence in this person's life. Uh, people from uh, their past who they may have known or may have not have known, but they may have been affected in some way. They, they were sat down on the couch, and they revealed themselves one by one to the subject. Uh, now, if there was such a show today, and I, and, I, and, I, and I brought you, Sean. I brought you up here, up here with me, and I said, Sean, this is your life. And I paraded people that have been in your life, or maybe it was your life. Maybe, maybe it was you I brought up here. And I said, this is your life. And, and my team of staffers, they combed your life. And they, they, brought up, they brought up people, good or bad. And they would tell, well, this, I know this about Sean. Or I, I know this about Billy Joe. Or I know this about Derek. What would they say? What would they say? They started telling what they knew. How pretty would it be? Would it be a heartwarming story? Something we'd all want to know about? What if I let you pick the people? And it wasn't so much of a surprise. I I said, Brother Shocker, we're going to have your life. We're going to have this is your life. And you got to handpick the people that you wanted to be up here. What would they say? I want you to focus. I want want you to, to do that. I want you to focus on yourself today. And I'm just for just for a few minutes. Think about your life. I mean, this is your life. I mean, just just take a few seconds. Just look around you. Just look around you. More than likely, these are the people that you work with. These are the people that you live with. These are the people that you love. This is your family. These are the people that you're going to be with till the day you die. This is your life. We are all so busy, though. So many choices. We're going here and we're, we're going there. James says in James 14, excuse me, James chapter 4, verse 13. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city. Spend a year there. Buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? This is our New Testament question for today. What is your life? If you know where you are now, you'll put in proper perspective where you've come from. And where you're going will be more important. As we spoke of before, you must have a view to the end of your life. When you go on vacation... Wouldn't this be the view you'd like outside your hotel window? That's what I typed in. Views from my hotel window into Google. 
Okay? This was a view out of somebody. So what a beautiful view. This is another view somebody else had. Which one would you rather have? The brick wall or the beautiful scenery? We must have a view toward heaven. Life is like a vacation. It's beautiful and it's short. Life is given by God. He formed the very first man from the dust and breathed life into man through man's nostrils. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. God set into motion my life. He set into motion your life. And we may at times think we're going to live forever, but we fool ourselves. Job said our days on the earth or a shadow, Job 8 and verse 9. Job 14 verse 1, man who is born of woman is of a few days and full of trouble. He comes forth like a flower and fades away. Job said in Job 17 verse 1, the graves are ready for me and so they are for me and so they are for you. Because try as we may, as much money as we spend on it, Psalm 22, verse 29, none can keep alive his own soul. Your life on this earth is yours. And you can do with it what you will. God makes the sun rise on the evil and the good and brings rain on the just and the unjust. Matthew 5 and verse 45. Life is a multifaceted paradox. Your life is yours. It is what you make of it. The good parts in my humble counsel are made up of who you love and who loves you. But know that the blessings of God are contingent upon obedience. Jesus said, if we endure to the end, we will be saved. Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. The Hebrew writer said, we are of the house of Christ if we remain firm to the end. Remember, only the faithful get the crown. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. Are you faithful? Are you faithful? What is your life? It's ever a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. What is your life? James says it's, it's a vapor. The other time that this word is used is in Acts chapter 2 verse 19 where it's a, a vapor of smoke. When I read that, I, I got to thinking and I, I got me some matches and I... Made me think about life. That's how brief life is. What is your life? But a vapor. It's already gone. It's already gone. Now you may come up here later and you may smell the smell of that match. 
come tomorrow, even that will be gone. Our life is but a vapor. And you know, even after we're gone, we may hang around for a little bit like that smoke, that, like the smell. That's the memory of us. But 20, 30, 40, 80, 100, 200 years from now, we won't be remembered. God will remember. God will remember. Do you love God? Does He love you? Jesus said, John 14, verse 23, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Your life is a vapor. It's vapor brief. But it's yours. Your life is yours. Do you love God enough to choose Him? Your life is full of choices. Dr. Sheena Lingar, maybe y'all might pronounce it a little differently. That's how I kind of pronounced it. Dr. Sheena Lingar, she did a study, and it was called The Art of Choosing. She said this, The story Americans tell, the story upon which the American dream depends, is the story of limitless choice. This narrative promises so much freedom, happiness, success. It lays the world at your feet and says, you can have anything, everything. It is a great story. But when you take a close look, you start to see the whole. Your life is full of choices. And I want to help you tonight to make the right choice. Let's put some choices that you can make today into a funnel and see what comes out. You have the choice today and every day you're alive to submit to God's will or not. Your life is a vapor, James says. So instead of making all the choices the world wants you to make, what the world lays at your feet, James says in verse 15, instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall do this or that. Paul told those in Ephesus, Acts chapter 18, verse 21, God willing, I'll be back. He told the Corinthians in Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 7, If the Lord permits, I'll see you. We need to submit our will to God. This is a choice that we can make now. We can make that choice right now. We don't have to wait for tomorrow. But it's up to you. You can seek to do His will or, or not. God's revealed will, we can understand, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. And we can be filled with His will. Paul told, uh, wrote to the Colossians in Colossians 1, verse 9, that, that what it was, they would be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You can seek His will and submit, or you can ignore God's will. You can just ignore it. If you ignore God's will, know this. That's arrogant and sinful. 
to ignore the will of God is arrogant and sinful. And you will pay the price for it. Don't boast in your arrogance, James says. James 4, 16, all such boasting is evil. I can do what I want to. Yes, you can. And God will do what He's going to do. You can deny God or you can recognize Him. James 2, verse 19. You believe there is a God? Great. So do demons, James says. You can follow God or you can follow man. 1 Peter 4, verse 11. We can glorify God in our speech. We can glorify God in our actions or not. You can sit in your sinful life surrounded by sin and be content with living in error or you can love the truth. But understand that if you make this choice and don't believe the truth and continue, and continue to live badly, you will be condemned. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10-12. through 12. You can deny Jesus or you can confess Him. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. You can live in sin or in the Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. You can live by the world or you can be faithful. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 20. You have the choice to walk away today or you have the choice to obey. You are justified by works, not faith only. James chapter 2, verse 24. Believe and be baptized and you'll be saved. Put all these choices in the hopper and the choices come down to one. Love God. Love God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Do you love God this much? We will all give an account of the choices we make. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. We must all appear for the, before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. We persuade men. Have I persuaded you today? You are asked to make a lot of choices but I'm trying to persuade you to make the only choice that lasts. Choose God. Love God. Fear Him. Matthew 10, 28. Do not fear those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear Him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. See, here, here's a paradox in life. There's a huge paradox in, in our life. Your life is your own. You get to make the choices, but your life is not your own ultimately. You will pay the price for not loving God. And if you're a Christian, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. 1 Corinthians 6 verses 19 and 20, you were bought with a price. Since you are bought, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You're not your own. You've been bought. been paid for. Christian brothers and sisters, you have been looking and looking for yourself. 
You've been looking for yourself. You're trying to, to find yourself. But you're not yours. You're Christ's. Christ is our life now. We find ourselves in Jesus Christ. Everlasting life is found in Christ. You can make the choice to, to live for the here and now. But he who sows to the flesh reaps corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Your life was given by God. And God is Spirit, John four twenty four. Your eternal life relies on you worshiping God. God is Spirit. God is truth, and we must worship Him in spirit and in truth. God had a choice a long time ago. God made the choice to give a part of Himself so that man could live with Him forever someday. So God's Word became flesh. John 1 verse, four, John 1, verse 1 and verse 14, that, that, that Word became flesh and dwelt among us. All flesh is grass. The time that the God-man Jesus spent on this earth was just a vapor. It was just a little while. You see, God cannot have sin in His presence. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2. So He had to provide a way for sinful man to be saved. He did this by coming in the flesh as Jesus Christ, born of a woman, sinless, but who for mankind endured a cruel death on the cross, was buried in a tomb, but beat death. And he beat sin, and now he sits at the right hand of God. He was raised from the dead. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. Of which we must all choose to obey. If we do not obey the gospel, God will take his vengeance on us but if we choose to do God's will if we die with Christ in baptism are buried with him in baptism that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father even so we should walk in newness of life we will be saved what is your life? because of God's choice your life can be everlasting Because of what God has done for us, we have hope and a choice to make. Love God or or don't love God. Hey, look around you. This is your life. What are you going to do with it? Love God. Obey God today. 